Welcome to the Land of Etheria. Season 1, The Shattering. Episode 45, Scorch and the Black Crystal. Once upon a time, in the land of Etheria, there was a Princess Nea and a Princess Lulu, and they went on the most amazing adventures. They were on a mission to find out why Scorch was terrorizing Etheria, and Skyrabia for that matter. They had just rescued the sky village of Voltara from a dangerous tornado, and had narrowly escaped a rampant fire-breathing Scorch. Back on land, the adventurers were following the dark trail of smoke left by Scorch as he flew through the sky. Did you ever find your sister? Princess Lulu asked Corrin as they walked. I didn't, but I found a note she left that mentioned a place called Nemus Forest. When Finn heard him mention Nemus Forest, he spoke up. He knew exactly where that was. It was an underwater forest just east of Alamia, but not quite as far as Fjordswell. I can take you there if you like, Finn offered. Maybe once we get to the bottom of Scorch's sickness, Corrin replied. As they talked, Nea thought about Scorch and wondered if, and when, they would be able to halt his rampage. They were heading through the north woods towards the Torturian Sea, when all of a sudden the dragon came blazing through the air, tossing and turning as he flew through the sky, blowing fire every direction possible as he twisted in pain. Then he made a sudden and complete drop into the Torturian Sea, head first. The water, in response, created a large wave that rippled through the sea until it came up to the land with a series of huge waves. Everyone ran to the water's edge. Nea couldn't believe her eyes. She waited, sure that the dragon would emerge from the water and fly back to safety. But he didn't. And soon, her mind switched gears. We have to head down there and save him, she shouted. Finn was already running into the water and grasping his magic torturian fin. There's a spot nearby with the seaweed we need, and I have enough dust left to make you all some enchanted seaweed so you can breathe underwater, he said. I think we can make it work. Finn dove into the sea, transforming into a merman himself. Nea, Lulu, and Corin waited on the beach. It wasn't long before all of them were on the bottom of the sea where Scorch had dove into the water and now laid. When they got to the spot, they couldn't believe their eyes. There, on the bottom of the sea, rested Scorch, but not the Scorch they knew, a Scorch that had been turned into stone. Scorch had turned into stone just like the elf chief in both the Forest of Forevermore and the Forest of Nevermore. We're going to need to find the Black Crystal, if we want to heal him, Corrin said. Maybe now is a good time to see what my sister is up to at the Nemus Forest. Maybe she'll lead us to the crystal. Nea knew he was right. Their best hope for Scorch was to find the last crystal keeper and get the black crystal back from Ka'orlok the ogre, then use both Devorian crystals to heal Scorch the protector. Their closest lead to this was Corrin's sister, 
Hazel, who they had run into on their adventures before. And she was working with Koorlok, Victor, and a mysterious wizard. Maybe we can ambush them, Nea said. Korn glared at Nea. I think we should try a more civilized approach. She's still my sister. Maybe I can reason with her. So they made their way east to the Nemist Forest. On their way, they came across a huge underwater mountain that was actually an island above water. But from below water, it was an enormous mountain that rose above the waterline and into the air. It was big, and they needed to find a way around it. This way, Finn directed them. He showed them a cave that had been created. It went through the mountain and under the island. They could use it to get to the other side. As they traveled under the island, the water started to get much, much warmer. They swam to the center of the island and came across a small group of merfolk who were working under the island, studying the walls of the cave with a few picks. Why, hello, merfolk, Nea greeted them. The group turned around, very surprised to see fellow swimmers underwater. What are you landfolk doing here? they asked, noticing that the swimmers had legs and feet instead of fins. Don't you know how dangerous it is under the volcano this time of the year? Immediately, Finn began to rethink where they were. Aren't we under Shalkana Island? he asked them. No! You're under Wadeheim Island, the lead miner shouted. The one with the volcano. Finn's eyes widened. You all must hurry. We've been studying the volcano for weeks, and it's going to erupt at any minute. As soon as they said that, the earth began to shake and rumble, tossing the adventurers around in the water. One of the miners was thrown against the cave wall, where his pick stuck into the cave wall and created a small crack. It wasn't long before that crack began to spread further and further, until there was a steady stream of red-hot lava flowing out of the wall of the cave. We've hit a vein! the other miter shouted. All three of them quickly grabbed their things and began swimming out of the cave entrance as fast as they could. We've got to get out of here! Finn yelled swimming the other direction. I sure hope this cave leads us out the other side. The rest of the adventurers followed him as the red lava began to fill up the cave. Hurry! Before the lava fills up the cave! Corn warned, swimming alongside Finn as fast as he could. Nea and Lulu didn't need to be told twice. They both swam with Finn and Corn toward the exit of the cave, watching the lava as it followed behind them. They swam like their lives depended on it, because, quite honestly, it did. The lava crept closer and closer behind them as they swam. The heat coming from the lava reminded them how close the danger was, and that they had no room for mistakes. When they finally made it out of the cave, the lava came pouring out and spreading along the sea floor. When it did, it immediately cooled in the water and turned black. Everyone circled around when they were finally out of the cave and took a minute to catch their breath. Nice sense of direction, Nea teased Finn. You almost got us killed. I'll try harder then next time, Finn teased back. Besides, what good is an adventure without a little risk? Nea and Lulu glared back at him. When they made it past, a large underwater field of coral, Nemist Forest, came into sight. 
and in the middle of the forest was a huge bubble with two people inside, the Shadow Man and Hazel, the Tricky Elf, who was also Corrin's sister. Hazel! Corrin yelled and began swinging faster and faster toward the bubble. What are you doing here? She responded. It's too dangerous. He's sure to find us now. We'll protect you, the Shadow Man told her. You can trust us. Will you? Will you trust us? He looked up with his soft, hollow eyes and held out his hand. Hazel nodded, then took it. The crystal's not here, though. I've hidden it until we find the last keeper. That way Korlok can't get it. The shadow man nodded, then told her, I think Tuck may know who the last keeper is. But for now, let's find a place to rest for the night. We've all had a long journey today, and there's a lot of catching up to do. He then summoned Corrin over. Hazel looked at him. Corrin, I had no idea what was going on. I should have known when Chief Eldam turned into stone. I should have known. When I saw you with the crystal at the Griffin Ranch, I realized I've been making a terrible mistake. I wanted the purple crystal so bad. It felt so good to hold it. I didn't even see what was going on around me, how selfish I was becoming, and what it was doing to Etheria. Corrin hugged his sister. Hazel, you can still be a part of this. He's right, Finn agreed. We need more help. And so the adventurers made amends with Hazel and decided to rest for the night. In the morning, they would focus on finding the last crystal keeper so they could heal Scorch and the last temple and finally bring balance back to Etheria. The End The Land of Etheria is produced by a father-daughter team and made possible in part to its supporting fans. It's contributions from fans like you that keep the adventure going. If you enjoy The Land of Etheria and would like to see more episodes, please visit us at www.thelandofetheria.com and consider supporting the podcast. Thank you, and have a great night.